Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. As I record this today, there's a lot we don't know. We don't know what the final tally of seats in the Senate or the House will be, so we'll have to save that for another time. I want to talk about what we do know, and that's this. Democrats have lots of chances. They can lose the next two or three elections and still eventually get the one-party authoritarian system that they want so badly in the United States of America. To prevent that, Republicans have just one chance. The next time the Democrats get control of Congress, control of the Senate, and control of the presidency, we're done. The only thing that stopped it this time was because Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema decided not to go along with what the Democrats want to do. If they had had a four-seat majority, even a three-seat majority in the Senate, our country would be done right now. These are the stakes. We have to be almost perfect going forward to fight this party back as it stands right now even if the best happens and we gain control of the house and the senate understand that the federal government will not answer to us will not reply to our subpoenas every single agency of the federal government from the census to NOAA to the CIA, the FBI, the Secret Service, the Department of Homeland Security, not only answers to the Democrats, regardless of whether they control the House and the Senate, they don't answer to Republicans at all when we control the House and the Senate. That's actually not new. We're just finding out how bad it is. To me, the Alpha and the Omega example of this is the 36 subpoenas when Trump was in office and the Republicans controlled Congress that they leveled at the FBI and the Department of Justice, demanding what would have been the answers in the Russia collusion case. We could have gotten to the bottom of it in year one, year two at the latest before it damaged Trump at the polls. But the Department of Justice and the FBI just gaffed off those subpoenas from Congress. Now, it's the Department of Justice that enforces them, that prosecutes people like, say, Steve Bannon, who's um, been convicted of not complying. But when the DOJ and the FBI decided they weren't going to comply themselves, there was no one to enforce anything. They laughed in the face of the GOP. We have lost control of the federal government, even if we control Congress, even if we control it by a large margin. 
The only way to change that equation now in America, and this is straight talk, folks, is to gain large majorities, large enough to defund the FBI and shut it down. Get rid of the Department of Justice and shut it down. The Department of Homeland Security, which we now know is censoring us, must be shut down too. Wiped out completely. If, in the next two years, they get central bank digital currency or the FedNow system up and running, and it's scheduled to be up and running in 2023, they'll have programmable money. They'll be able to decide what you can and can't do. They can cancel you on a whim. It's total control for the government. This is where we stand. We can't ever lose an election again. And by lose, I mean find ourselves in a situation with a Democrat president and both houses of Congress decisively controlled by Democrats. By decisively, we've got, we're deadlocked in the Senate right now. I mean, they, they got 54, it's over. What happens at that point? The states will have to rebel, reject the central bank digital currency, float their own currency, and yes, defend their borders against incursions by corrupt federal agents and agencies from the FBI to the IRS. That's the only way that will be left to preserve freedom. Bottom line, we don't get to screw up anymore. Look, we put ourselves in this position. We did it over 20 years. The Democrats fought. We did not. Now our collective backs are up against a wall. We bought a knife to a gunfight. We don't even know how to use the knife, it seems, most days. But here's the good news from where we are right now. Assuming that we keep the House, which it looks like we will, we can put a break on the clown car. The most potent weapon Democrats have is using inflation to create economic collapse. That's going to be very difficult now if the GOP controls just one house. We're not going to print another $9 trillion in two years under the GOP. It's just not going to happen. They'll print half the federal budget, but we do that every year. And if the GOP stays strong and doesn't do any extracurricular printing, we'll begin to see inflation subsides. Could take a couple of years. After all, 40% a staggering 40% of the money that the federal government has ever printed, that the Federal Reserve has ever printed in the United States of America since the revolution was printed in a little over just the last two years. These are the stakes, and now we can apply the brakes. I can't emphasize enough how big of a deal a win in the House would be. Just being able to postpone the execution date the Democrats have set for the American economy. If we win the House, and we should, you can be really excited about that. It's a big deal. It's not a small deal. But what about the rest of it? We won't be poor more than likely, but will we be free? Broken down to its most simple essence, there is one thing we must do. One thing that will ultimately determine the answer to that question. Will we be free or will we be ruled by an authoritarian regime that amnesties the voters? It's imported in the voter drive. We're going to have to win the majority of some combo of three or four, depending on how it's configured, of these six states, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Nevada, Arizona, and Pennsylvania, all big voter fraud states through the absentee ballot, just open law breaking that the Democrats did. They didn't even hide it. We've got to get that under control. We failed at that so far. Most specifically, the Trump campaign has failed to prove 
to the satisfaction of those legislators and to force them to do something about it in those states. The GOP leadership has also failed in that regard. So that's what happens when you don't even try. If we don't get this under control, and folks, we just watched Pennsylvania uh, print 250,000 ballots, hand them to Democrat-controlled boards of election, and they illegally mailed them to voters who hadn't requested them using the legally required process. And we did nothing about it. If we do this again in 2024, it does not matter who we run. Trump, DeSantis, Tim Scott, pick somebody, Nikki Haley, I don't care. We're going to lose. So what do we know? Well, with Pennsylvania gone and the voter fraud there unchecked, we're looking at winning four out of the five others. Watch it, because it's a test. If Trump can't pick up with his endorsees enough of these states to prove he can win there, the question then becomes, and we don't know the answer to that. These races are so close right now, most of them. The question then becomes, he will have failed twice How is he going to change things by 2024? And, well, he'll give a rally. His rallies are big. People like him is not an answer. Well, it's not fair, Terry. He got the race stolen from him last time. Not an answer. You haven't stopped it. You haven't convinced the legislatures to stop it. By the way, a DeSantis campaign or a, I don't know, fill-in-the-blank campaign here by somebody else might run into the same roadblocks. If the GOP leadership won't stop it, they don't show any signs of it. Whoever runs is going to have to. All this will be moot, of course, if the counting ends in a week from now and we see Trump's got like four of these states. If his endorsees can do it with his help, he can do it too. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If he fails, quite frankly, we're going to need another candidate. Those are the breaks. That's the electoral math. I wish I could change it, but I can't. So as what was supposed to be a red wave turned out to be a red trickle, We got to look to the one place where it actually was a wave. Ron DeSantis is Florida. When you look at Florida, it's amazing. He barely, barely won in 2018. That was because there was a massive amount of cheating. 70,000 votes. He just barely squeaked it in. Beating Andrew Gillum with Trump's endorsement by less than a point. 49.6 to 49.2. But remember, there's a massive amount of voter fraud. Uh, out of Palm Beach. Well, in the intervening four years, what DeSantis has done with that state is nothing less than miraculous. And I don't think people fully understand it. For 20 years, Florida has been a true swing state. Both parties have attempted to conquer it and failed. So what inevitably happens is whoever the candidate who is who wins, uh, Trump has won there, Obama's won there, they win by one to two points. That's it. To do better than that is simply astonishing. And Ron Santis just did 20 freaking points against Charlie Crist. Part of that is people love DeSantis. And part of that is the state, their voter fraud, cleaned up. Look at Marco Rubio. He ran in the same state. 57.7% 
to 41.3 for the Democrat. An astonishing turnaround. But then there's Miami-Dade County, which Joe Biden won by seven points. A bulwark for Democrats. Packed jam full of, yes, Cubans, but also Puerto Ricans and Venezuelans and Guatemalans. It's always been hardcore, reliably blue, but not anymore. DeSantis flipped Miami red. He also flipped voter registration in Florida red for the first time ever. It's always been more blue voters registered than red. They just don't come out at the same rate. And that's why sometimes Republicans win there. Even more amazing, DeSantis didn't just win Miami-Dade. With its 70% Latino population, he won it by double digits. You gotta pause looking at a thing like that and say, wow, could he do this in the country? See, there have only been two GOP candidates in my lifetime that can convert large numbers of Democrat voters to Republicans, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. That's tantalizing. DeSantis defeats election fraud, the only Republican on the national stage with a record of doing that. And by the way, that includes the GOP leadership and rewrites the map. What would it look like if this guy ran nationwide? Who do we choose? Well, we're going to have to answer a couple questions first. The most important to me is how Trump's endorsees, who he's heavily tied to and campaigned heavily for, do in those six states. Or does Trump end up 0-2 in them? How do you give a guy who does that, by the way, a third shot? You pretty much know how it's going to end. If he doesn't, through his endorsees, win enough of those states, to me it says, he just can't do it. Both combo of voter fraud and just he's not that popular of a guy in moderate places. But what if he does pull it off? What if they do win enough of the states? Well, then he should probably get the nod. I'm not the only one thinking like this. The high dollar donors, unless he just wants to fund the campaign again, aren't going to write him checks if his endorsees can't win a solid majority of these states. And he didn't do it either. They won't care whether there was voter fraud and the GOP leadership should have stopped it. They won't want to waste their money. Trump's had two years to stop it, to convince the legislature of his case, even if the GOP leadership failed him. Look, I love Trump. You know that about me if you've listened to me for a long time. But I love my country and my freedom and my children's freedom more. We've got to know that whoever we pick has the best shot of getting over the hump in those states. That's why you've got to watch them so closely, because this will answer this question. Remember, for Democrats, winning is enough. For Republicans, you have got to have a crack team on the ground who can stop the flouting of the absentee ballot law with massive lawfare, and you've got to stop the steal. And you've got to be legable enough to win. There may not be any GOP candidate who can do that, but we'll get a good test of it, seeing how Carrie Lake does, Adam Laxalt, Blake Masters, Herschel Walker, and I think Dr. Oz has pretty much already lost Pennsylvania. I'll tell you what makes people like me very nervous, though. When you look at a state like Georgia, where Trump had a falling out with Brian Kemp, yeah, he endorsed him last minute, but it's known they hate each other. Kemp, who ran basically the whole race without Trump's endorsement, pulled off 53.4% of the vote. Trump's endorsement for Senate, however, Herschel Walker did only 48.5. Raphael Warnock did 49.5. That's kind of unsettling when Trump endorses follow, trail, others 
who didn't have his support and who voters know didn't have his support. But in the end, it's possible that Walker in a runoff could take that state. We've got to watch, but we've also got to be honest with ourselves about our best chance of winning. We can't be sentimental because it's all on the line. We can't lose another election ever. And by lose, I mean put ourselves in a situation where the Democrats win control of the House, the Senate, and the presidency. As I'm recording this, ironically, I'm watching Kellyanne Conway on Fox News right this second. One of Trump's most loyal fans who worked on his campaign. She's always arguing his point on Fox. Do something I've never seen before. Insist to Harris Faulkner, a DeSantis victory lays out the blueprint for the GOP. She can count the numbers too. In Florida, uh, you look at Miami-Dade, a lot of talk about that. You look at Palm Beach County. These were two of the three counties um, in the hot seat when it came to hanging chads 22 years ago. Uh, and my, when you look at Miami-Dade, I think Trump lost it by 30 points. Uh, mm-hmm. DeSantis lost it by 20. Then Trump lost it by seven. And now DeSantis won it. So you see this, you know, when you, when you have trends over time, and it's not just a sugar high because of one election, those trends are durable and lasting. So here's what you watch for. Watch those states I told you about. Everything you need to know, you'll find in the final returns when they get all these votes settled and all in. If Trump's high profile endorsees can't pull it off in enough of these states of the six to win, we need to go ahead and find another candidate. If they can do it, then we probably stick with Trump. Anything else is political suicide. Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 